I'm alive. Uh, listening to our music in the background. Thanks to Chris. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Polygon Forest. I am Ubisoft concept artist Vin Hill, and I am joined as ever by the indie developer, Mr. Christopher Jarvis. Hello. Hello. And uh, yeah, so we're on episode 29. Why are we still listening to music in the background, Chris? Sorry. I just wanted to check we were live and I could hear yeah, the audio. We are live. And now we can. We're live. So we're fine. fine. We're good. All we're right. all good. All right. I was just freaking out. Okay. So it's a good Stop day. Stop freaking out. It's a good we're day fine. Today. We're fine. Okay. Anyway, yeah, we're going to talk about uh, some uh, Sony stuff as well as uh, there's been some news out of Rockstar uh, regarding uh, Grand Theft Auto. We're going to talk about that and uh, there's other little bits that we're going to float around. Yeah. But first, Chris. Yes. Um, oh, yeah. Before I should say that, everyone, please like and subscribe. Oh yeah, like, like and actually subscribe. really helps us out. Like <clears throat> we're almost at we're almost at 100 subscribers now, which is like Are a we? massive milestone for us. <gasps> yeah, really? we're at like 90, I think. Wow! Yeah. Can we get those subs in, and we get up to 100, and we'll have a party. We'll have a hundred subs party because we definitely pie. don't get a plat. I don't even think we get a sticker from YouTube for that. No. So it's okay. We'll get over it. It's it's all it's progress. It's progress. We're moving forward. That's yeah. all that matters. It's more people than like I know. So you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's true. 100 people in the room listening to us ramble about crap is, is yeah. pretty impressive, yeah. I guess. But anyway, before any before we uh, carry on with any of that, Chris, what have you been playing? Like? I have been playing uh, a few different bits and bobs. It's been an interesting week. Uh, okay. I managed to get myself an Xbox, uh, Xbox Series X. Good man. Like, finally, you've joined the, uh, yep. you've joined the next gen club. I've Welcome the to the party. Gen. It's been a long time. It's been a long time. Yeah. Uh, so I have been just downloading lots of stuff. I got a cool, I got a code from Alexander at Bithel Games. It gave me a code for Solitaire Conspiracy, which very cool. So shout out, thank you very much. And um, so I've been playing that while everything else has been downloading. Mm. So I've been I've signed up <laughs> for Game Pass. Um, uh, so I've been signed up for Game Pass, and I've downloaded Forza Four. Um, I've downloaded Flight Sim, Microsoft Flight Sim. Been playing Solitaire Conspiracy. Really love that game. It's an awesome game, yeah. which I'm really surprised about. And Hellblade as well. I've been downloading that. That's going to be the first one I kick off. Hellblade with. is a great game. Yeah. It's a great game. So it's sort You'll of really been enjoy it. remastered or tweaked or, I don't know, something for the new series of consoles. So I've downloaded that. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. It's won lots of awards, isn't it? Which I didn't realize till I watched the trailer. Yeah, there's... Yeah, there's a lot of uh, to do with mental health and stuff, and not like the sort of it's sort of a buzzword these days, unfortunately. But it's like it's not like the sort of normal mental health of like a normal mental health. It's like well-being dancing around this, but like the the thing that we hear about the most is like depression and and anxiety and stuff like that. But this is like deep mental health in terms of like psychosis, and she's she's she hears voices in her head and stuff. You play that game with headphones on, like in particular, like it's really. It's a really interesting experience just purely because like you'll hear one voice in the back of your head, like from one oh. side, and then you'll hear another one. And they're all fighting with each other in your head while you're like trying to listen to Senua while she's trying to get through this world. Wow. And just having that, it messes you up a little bit. But yeah, nice. I, I need to replay that game before the second one comes out because that's that's in development. But really, really impressive game. But yeah. You, you should enjoy it. I uh, just wanted to say about Solitaire Conspiracy. I've never played Solitaire in my life. And so playing that game, I was like, how am I going to enjoy it? Is it going to be good? Is it going to be bad? It's got Greg Miller in as like the narrator. Um, So that sets the tone, I think. I think it does a great job of setting the Greg Miller tone. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's fine. It's absolutely, it's great. I've got no problems with it at all. As a, you know, a card game, the... And you know it's got the polish of a of a Bethel game. It's really well polished. The sounds really great. UI is really great. The um, tutorials are just good enough to get me hooked. So I'm definitely hooked on a card game now, which is weird. Which is like the first game I'm playing on next gen. Right. So it's like it's like old school sort of solitaire, like on Windows ninety five PC style stuff, or is it? No, it's like four K high definition. Like well, yeah, of course, but, everywhere. Um, but is that do you actually play solitaire? Is that the it's sort of, but you've got like power ups, like different classes of cards have different abilities. So it's kind of like solitaire, I think, but some cards do special moves basically. And that can, okay. that can, but it's not always good, it can mess you up. 
Um, so you can play with like regular campaign where you don't you can do it with as many turns as you like, move cards around yeah. as many times as you like, or you can play it in like hard mode, which is like you've got to get this done within X amount of turns. So you've got to use your special abilities in the right order yeah. sparingly and stuff like that. You can do it mm. properly. But because it's my first go, I'm not sure if that is real solitaire or fake solitaire or I have no idea. I've got you've never you've never played solitaire before. Never played solitaire before, so I have no idea. Yeah. Um... God, that's why I was yeah, I mean, a pinball guy. Everyone, everyone, everyone playing, right. Everyone either was playing, I think it was Windows 98. I think that was like the uh, hardcore sort of um, solitaire scene. That, yeah. that was the... Or Minesweeper. I was more Minesweeper or solitaire. Yeah, the two. I was more of a Minesweeper guy. But yeah, right. that was 97, wasn't it? 97, Windows 97. Yeah. Um, so I've been playing that. But also with my kids, I've been playing on it last week. Um, not even just today, actually, or yesterday. On the PS4, I was playing um, Adventure Time uh, Pirates of the Encaridian. So, oh, okay. I don't know if you know Adventure Time, the cartoon network. Uh, I've never network. watched it. Like, people people always say really, really good things about it. Love it. I've, just never, I've yeah. never gotten around to, like, even checking out a single episode of it. Oh, it's awesome. Absolutely love it. It's brilliant. It's like, yeah. yeah. I can't explain. This is not the podcast to talk about cartoons or TV shows, but... Right, of course. We love that. But what's the game like, I guess? So the game is like a really solid turn-based RPG with with like uh detective elements, um, really good turn-based uh combat, um, really well balanced um RPG. With like the whole idea is that ooze underwater and you're in a boat and you navigate the different areas by a boat, and then you get out of the boat and then you go around the different areas of the map. And you fight bosses, but it's all about the stories progressing. Um, so if you really like, if you want a really solid, easy to play, easy to get into, easy to get immersed in role play game, that is definitely a one I would recommend. The criticism is it's not as good narratively as any episode of Adventure Time. So it's like the worst Adventure Time episode you would have ever seen. In right. terms of what's happening narratively, or uh, the performances are absolutely fine. It's just at the moment I'm a couple, a few hours in now, so I'm like the first quarter of the game through, I think. So I've done several story elements, and none of them just hit as hard as the actual show, the actual show does. Yeah. Some of it's no, a bit I, janky. I, I feel, I feel for them guys because, like, I know that's like as a developer anyway, like working on. Uh, South Park was a lot like that, like yeah. constantly trying to live up to that standard of the show. But South Park so. did nail it though, because I played yeah. well. I played Stick of Truth, and that nailed it. Like it got the funny elements. It wasn't. I never like sat there and laughed my ass off as much as I would yeah, do in course. a South Park episode. But then saying yeah, that, yeah, yeah. I never used to laugh my ass off when I'm when I was older. I never used to laugh when I was like a teenager. So it's kind of a weird. It's a, that's a special thing with with that because it all depends on when you started watching it, I suppose where you were in your life That's when fun. you started watching it but South Park did a really good good job of making it feel like an episode that you were just playing whereas this definitely feels like a video game version of something yeah. else I guess like it depends if the writers of the show are on it or not because that's one thing we did have on South Park we had uh, Trey and Matt on that on that show so on, on that game yeah I don't even call that show so they wrote so, like, the they, game basically they, they were writing it so yeah. like it was obviously going to be quite close to that and they did a great job with that but I, mm. I, I'd be curious if Adventure Time do the same thing with this sort of game like if because if, I think it's writing it yeah yeah is it owned by Disney is that is that who does Adventure Time or well, it was Cartoon Network so I don't know who owns right. it okay. um, I think I think I remember it being Cartoon Network I think you're right but um, um, the developers are like Climax Studios, but I don't know. Oh, okay. I know who they are. They're a uh, UK-based uh, studio. Oh, okay. So it's not, it wasn't, well, South Park yeah. was Osaka, so it doesn't necessarily mean that it wasn't written by the developers. But... Yeah, but the, the studio that was headlining the um, South Park game was the San Francisco studio, which is pretty close to where the South Park guys are. But Climax Studios do a lot of uh, um, outsourcing work. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, I, I've not looked into it, but it just doesn't feel as good as an episode at the moment right. in terms of the things that make Adventure Time great. But because of all those lovable characters that I love and I know them like inside out, back to front, when they do the things that they do, that's still bringing me some joy. So I'm still like 
invested in the game. So I'm definitely going to come, even though I've got my Xbox now, I'm definitely going to come back to the PlayStation to play that Adventure Time game when, when my kid's around. So definitely going to play that. Yeah, it, it is interesting that you've been swindled into playing a, uh, an RPG, a turn-based RPG. Yeah. It's so funny. I was <laughs> expecting like a open world adventure game because it's like got yeah. a boat on it, it's pirates, so they encourage you. It's called Adventure Time. Well, yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah. I was you expecting like a like a hack and slash or a dungeon crawler or something. Um, especially because they that's what they do. They love dungeons and they love uh, fighting monsters in dungeons. That's kind of like their thing. So that's what uh, I was expecting. Made a, but no, I thought they would have made like a roguelike or something out of it, maybe. No, because there'd be well, because there'd be like young younger audiences getting into it. What? Well, saying that, what's the age range for roguelikes? I guess doesn't. I guess it's pretty young. Yeah, I mean, you could make a rogue light, you know, so like yeah. if you die, then you still keep your progression sort of thing and then yeah. you just stop back and, you know, they could do it that way. But I don't know, yeah, how 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 child-friendly could you make a rogue like? It's definitely a question. Yeah. That someone has to answer one day, I guess. Kids don't like dying, that's the thing. That's, that's, weird. that's weird, isn't it? Because when you're young, you feel fearless and uh, in real life, adults would get more scared of death. But in video games, kids hate dying in video games, but adults kind of... <laughs> kind of morbidly are into it yeah especially mm. like souls and stuff right that yeah. is interesting okay maybe we've stumbled on something really weird though. i know i mean like we grew up with games like castlevania and stuff and like our games were a lot harder when we were a kid like playing yeah. Mega Man on the nes we're used to dying all the time yeah like the yeah. amount of times i died in sonic and mario my god and pokemon even saying that like when... yeah i remember when i was a kid and I, I i i don't think i ever met anyone that actually finished um sonic uh, one or two like they just get to a certain point and die and just but they would still enjoy it like they'd mm. enjoy the process of it i've completed but, sonic 2 a few times back in the day I, yeah same. I, I have not come anywhere close to doing it since i've been an adult <laughs> it's just weird right. so yeah but that was like yeah it's like I, I was playing um ghosts and goblins not long ago or ghosts and ghouls as it is um in other parts of the world um that game is an impossible one like it's one of the hardest games ever made like if you think souls games are hard like go go try and play that game yeah and it's got like the biggest troll in the world as well because when you get to the end of it they're like oh you you have to go through the whole game again like holding this one item and it's like what and that just makes it infinitely more difficult but i mean you got your money's worth because you never finished the thing yeah <laughs> so that's it true was, yeah. it kind of worked you know value for money yeah you've never yeah. even <laughs> used it <laughs> exactly different world like i can't even imagine how many few people like the I would love to see the list of the amount of people that have actually seen the credits for Ghost and Ghouls or Ghost and Goblins. Because mm. I bet it's like Handful three people, people. <laughs> or yeah. something. Right. It's a really hard game. Or like Super Mario World on the Game Boy. Like I've seen that like a handful of times, the credits. And I made sure like my eyeballs were like taking in every single pixel. And yeah. the and the set the the song's different as well at the end. The song's a different song you've never heard before. And so I was just like, every time I finish that, it's like ingrained in my memory because I was like, "You've earned this. Like in, this is your reward. <laughs> you will take it all in." Yeah. yeah. Don't do that now. We can cool. tell you that. Yeah, we sort of just like there's even skip buttons to credits, which I think yeah. should be illegal. Like that should be it should be punishable by death, especially as the as a uh, as a dev. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, because that's that's one thing I do do. Like I try and sit down and sit through credits like I know, it's, I know that's like a dumb thing to do but it's sort of like if you're in the industry if you're in the industry you can maybe read a few names of people you know or people that acquaintances or like oh I yeah. heard they did good this that or the other and yeah it's kind of different but like movies and me I'm, I've got no I've got no, no connection to the movie industry I'm never gonna know the names except for the director that's about it really yeah so I mean, yeah, I mean, credit scenes are generally boring anyway, just because, like, they're normally black screens with white text going scrolling by, and it's like, ah, whatever, you know, sort of thing. But they make it interesting, I guess. It keeps people towards the end. Like Eco oh. and Shadow of the Colossus. Like Eco. Yeah. There you go. Good credits. Yeah, good, good credits. credits there. Yeah. It's always nice when there's less people working on it as well, because then it's not 20 minutes of names going by. That's true. But my credit scene in my game is going to be really short. <laughs> yeah. Chris, <laughs> that's it. Everything. Or, or, you know, you could do like the ultimate troll and just like list out every single like industry job and just put like your name next, next to them. Everything. Oh, no, I probably will actually do that. Yeah, I will do that. Yeah. Yeah. Just like sound designer, Chris Jarvis. Yeah. <laughs> like voice actor, Chris Jarvis. Music, Chris yeah. Jarvis. With special thanks to Apple for the iPad. <laughs> right. And you, which I bought 
in brackets. Yeah, which I bought myself. <laughs> yep. And my guitars. Yeah, because I'll definitely be doing some guitar stuff on it. So yeah. 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 I guess like the credit thing is like it's all about respect. I guess like in um when I was living yeah. in Japan, it was really interesting to go to the movie theaters whenever you went to the cinema and a film finished. Like it, it wasn't uncommon for like people to sit through the credits and clap at the end of a film. Like a large amount of people, Japanese people, just clapping at the end of a film. You can't do that for a Marvel film, though, can you? Because the credits are just a million years long. Yeah. And they well, also have like they, post credits. They, they scenes. do some credits, then the post credit scene, and then they do the. And then more credits. Yeah. With all like the different studios and houses and stuff that, that did special effects, that some of them would just have done one scene. But, you know, it could have had a whole team of people working on <clears throat> one scene. Um, yeah. We kind of got off track. So that's what I've been doing. Indeed. Yeah, yeah. Um, cool. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm really happy with my Xbox. What have you been playing? Uh, yeah, I mean, this week I haven't been playing that much. Uh, I, weirdly enough, like I was, I was sat here like spinning around on my chair because I was working on my indie game for a while. Um, Which looks awesome, by the way. Yeah, you've, you've had a I've sneak, had a peek, sneaky peek. Yep. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, well, we mentioned this in the pre-show, but we'll um, do an episode with, I think we're going to get Sam Webster on, I'm not sure, or like maybe another developer, I'm not, depending who's available. But we might do like a separate playlist or a separate podcast in the same sort of channel. So if mm-hmm. you're still interested, then please like and subscribe and you can keep updated on this. Yeah, if you comment, let us know if that's what you want to see. Mention that in the comments. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, we're thinking about doing just an episode dedicated to like updates on our thing, maybe doing it once a month just to show, like just basically keep ourselves accountable so we're not like drifting off and, and, and doing whatever else, which, you know, as people tend to do, we get busy, our lives get weird, and there's too many video games to play. And Xbox has turned up out of the blue, so... Indeed, yeah. especially when you like go and get them and give people money. Like, it's just, they just pop out of nowhere. <laughs> it tends to happen, doesn't it, when you buy them? It does. <laughs> <laughs> it just sets up when you buy it, you're right. Uh, but yeah, I mean, outside of like game dev stuff, I was, uh, weirdly enough, I was spinning on my chair and I, I was looking at my shelf and at the bottom and I've got a, uh, a Super Nintendo Classic I can see edition, a quest like there. the little ones. All right, yeah. There's a quest up there, but quest there's two. also like mini consoles are all in their boxes. And I saw my SNES and I thought, you know what, I kind of want to play Link to the Past. So mm-hmm. I, uh, I I pulled that out and started playing uh, Legend of Zelda Link to the Past. Mm-hmm. That's what I've been playing over the last couple of days. I put about nine hours into this thing already, but yeah, good times. You could have got a really big chunk into Mass Effect 2 with nine hours. I could have. I really could have. It's funny because like, like the thing I was going to mention was constantly seeing people on Twitter talking about like, oh, I finally got a PS5 or like yourself, like I finally got an Xbox Series X and I'm sat there playing Legend of Zelda yeah. on my SNES. Like it's hilarious. But... Well, yeah, this is a weird thing. This, I, I had a look and there isn't that many like, you know, Xbox um, Series X games out really that's like that that can do the full-blown you know all bells and whistles so yeah uh i think what's the first proper game that's going to be coming out that i could probably utilize that well there's call of duty vanguard coming out soon isn't there but yeah oh you're talking about like proper next gen games yeah i guess like halo 5 would be uh, halo infinite would be the next one um that's the the big one uh the medium is technically a next a next gen game uh, there's a there's a few games to play, man. Okay, there's plenty to play. Yeah, Halo. You got Game Pass as well. Like you've got you've got so many choices. Yeah, Forza Horizon Five. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So there's going to be lots of stuff. Um, but yeah, no. Uh, we should probably update as well. Uh, just a little bit of admin, like Elden Ring. That that that's um, that we we thought that was going to come out later, didn't it? Didn't we? Uh, no. Well, we thought we knew it was coming out in January, and that got. I think that got delayed to February now. I think it's uh, February 25th or 22nd, one of those. Right. It's in the 20s anyway. But yeah, it got, it got moved to that. But there's, yeah, I don't know. Like there was there was a little bit of leaked footage that came out of that. It was only like 10 seconds long or something. Yeah. Um, didn't look that hot. It really didn't look that great. Um, looked very much like the other Souls games, which is kind of disappointing considering when the, the uh, new generation, but we've only, I've only seen 10 seconds of it. So it, it might look way better on the, next-gen consoles when the versions actually do come out. But for yeah. now, I'm, I, I don't know. But we'll see. I, I am looking forward to that one just purely because of like the, the Celtic mythology stuff. I'm pretty sure that game is Celtic. Um, kind of put money on it at this point. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, I've, I've really not I've really not been playing anything other than um, Zelda, Zelda. I guess, which every, every man and his dog knows about. Like, if you haven't played this game yet, then 
how the hell you've dodged it all your life, I'm not so sure, but yeah, there it is. But yeah, I'm about, I'm about halfway through it. Yeah, I'm enjoying it. Okay, good times. Uh, should we do move on to some new stuff then? Sure, we can indeed. Uh, so our main topic, I guess, well, one of the main topics is um, God of War, Sony, mm. PlayStation had PlayStation had the audacity, the balls, the goal. How dare they put God of War on PlayStation on uh, to PC? The nerve. the nerve of them. How dare they? But yeah, if you haven't heard, um, God of War is coming to PC. I think in uh, I think it's January. I think it is. Yeah. Okay. So they're sort of filling the gap of what Sony has sort of got at the moment. They they needed their January game to sort of bring them more sales, I guess. But the yeah. yeah in January, yeah. What's your thoughts, Finn? Are you happy? Are you sad? I'm outraged, Chris. Are you indifferent? I am outraged. Like, How dare they decide to put a PlayStation game on PC? Um, no, it's like all if you can't if you can't sense the sarcasm in my voice, all joking <laughs> aside, I've got zero problem with this. But yeah. apparently a lot of other people do. Like there's 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 a huge sort of like blob of people on Twitter and, and other social media platforms that weren't too happy with this. Yeah. It's gonna be fifty dollars on Steam. Hmm. So that's interesting because you and it would be interesting to see what sort of um I mean, not mods or anything, but it'd be like interesting to see what a PC can get out of the of that game. Like um can it eke out anything else visually? I mean, technically, it could probably do more than what the PS5 can do. And there is a PS5 patch as well, so you can play it like in pretty much. It looks like this. Yeah. Almost, you know, like it, it doesn't look too dissimilar from like the way that the, the game already looks. So, but, you know, PC PC players will mod the hell out of it. They'll they'll tweak it. They'll add stuff to it. They'll, they'll do stuff or they'll... Like in five years' time, when we get a new technology come out that boosts something or anything, like they'll like this will benefit from it. Whereas the PS5 will always be stuck yeah. at that. So it's more about the future of God of War more than like what they what they're doing with it right now. Yeah, I think it's I think it's good. It's uh, I think it shows where Sony want to go. It's where they're moving towards. Yeah, um, which they kind of need to. They kind of need to get off the hardware as much as the, as possible because otherwise it's going to get saturated by Microsoft. They're just going to clean up. Yeah. Um, and yeah, there's always people that whine and moan and complain. Yeah, I guess like the argument is like the reason why people are upset. I don't know, like for the most reasons, like they need to get over themselves for one. Uh, but like the reason why they're upset is because I've just bought this PlayStation 5. This is like the what the argument is. I've bought a PlayStation 5. What is the point of me buying a PlayStation 5 when I can just play these games on PC instead? And it's like, yeah, that's, that's kind of the point, dude. That's a point, actually, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that is actually the point. Like, the, the whole point of this is is for Sony to make, make money. It. Yeah, they're trying to remove the barrier of you having to buy a console. Yeah. And this sort of future-proof stuff. Yeah. You know? So well, like they sort these... of answered their own question through their argument. There's but, always X amount of people that get upset when a game goes on sale. They're like, they bought it the day before full price sort of thing. And it, it's like, it's one of those things. It's like, yeah, you can't. Yeah. But so does that mean that no one should ever, no game should ever go on sale ever? Like, have you exactly. never, have you never bought a game on sale? That's kind of offset. Think about how many games you bought on sale. That's going to offset, you know, your, the, the loss you've taken with that particular game. And um, same here, really. Like, you're still going to, people that bought a PlayStation 5. They didn't buy it just to play God of War, did they? Right. So they'll yep. be playing all the you know the new games when they come out. They'll be buying those next gen games as and when they. Yeah, come I mean, out I, would, I would, I would argue for the rest of them as well. Like, you're looking at Forbidden West and you're looking at God of War Ragnarok. Like, if you bought a PlayStation Five for those, like, you'd probably. It's a pretty safe bet. For now, it's a safe bet, but like you're not, you know, you're not getting anything too much extra than what you're getting on a PS4 because you can play those games on PS4 as well. They're not designed for the PlayStation Five. Sure. So it's sort of people getting angry that they bought a PlayStation 5 and they're getting sad because... Because the, the argument is is that, okay, I, I bought a PlayStation 5 just to play God of War. That's their argument. It's like, okay, that's a bit of a weird argument because like they were designed for the PS4. Like yeah. This game was designed for the PS4. So like shouldn't you have the same sort of anger at the fact that these games have been ported to PlayStation 5? Yeah. Because they're not on the original system that they were quote-unquote designed for, you know? 
I, it's a really fascinating sort of sub conversation in that. But yeah, it's, it's interesting. Uh, we still don't know what the difference is uh, visually between like God of War or Horizon, uh, God of War Ragnarok or Horizon Forbidden West. We, we won't know until the games are out and Digital Foundry do a deep dive on it either. I, yeah. I can imagine they're going to be pretty minimal. But yeah, I mean, the only reason, yeah, I think so. I mm. mean, because what you normally do when you're working in a game studio anyway, you'll design for the lowest denominator. So like all the games that are going to come out on all of last gen and current gen systems, you basically design the game for Xbox One base. Mm-hmm. And then you can port it to all the others. Because if it works on that, then it works on all the others. Yeah. Which is why this is why I've like usually got a problem. Well, not problem, but like why I'm like I groan a little bit whenever you see, oh, okay, this game's coming out for the PS4 as well. Like God of War Ragnarok is being designed for the PlayStation 4 and to get ported to the PS5 or like the pretty upgrades, like you know, real-time reflections and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Which it, it will look great and it'll look better, absolutely. But it's being designed for the PlayStation 4, and that's where normally I groan a little bit. Yeah. Because it's like, okay, we're, we're in next gen now. We're a year in. We need some games that are just for this generation to really show what these things can do. Um, but yeah, that's that's my only sort of gripe. But like these games coming to PC, they're not being hindered by the PC. If anything, they're going to be boosted by it. They're going to, yeah. This, yeah. What you can it's get no will different. be more. Hmm, interesting. No different from going to PS4 to PS5, PS4 to PC. Like it's only going up. It's not stepping down at any point. So even if this, like, who cares, man? Like, this is good. This is good news because it means that Sony are getting more money. If they get more money, that means they're getting more money to green light more projects. If they green light more projects, then all of this is great. Like, this means more gamers coming in. Like, people are enjoying God of War. Like, I, I don't understand why people are mad about this. It's really strange. But Halo, um, Halo Infinite is going to be on Xbox One. PC, it's going to be on Xbox One. It's going to be on um, Series X, and it's also going to be on PC hmm. day one. But that's that's the difference. Like that's the new market which people need to sort of grapple with. Like this whole, you know, we're trying to release on everything all at once, hmm. and it doesn't matter what you play on as long as they're not hindering each other, sort of thing. Which yeah. I would argue, like, yeah, I would I would much prefer um, Halo Infinite to only be on uh, Xbox Series X and PC sort of thing. Yeah. So sort of keep out the old generation to stop it hindering the what the game could be. You know, like, it's, it depends on the game, obviously, as well. Like, if, if the scope is very narrow and all that sort of stuff and it doesn't really affect it too much other than frame rate, mm. then whatever. Like, if, if Halo Infinite plays at 30 FPS on the old consoles, then, you know, that's probably not going to have hindered it too much. So it's not that yeah. big of a deal. That's but this point. is the market. They just they they want to try and remove the barrier or the gate of like you having to buy a console for whatever amount of money. So this is another step towards that. Yeah, I guess I'm still in that mode because I still haven't actually seen a 60 FPS on a 4K, you know, HD thing. Yeah, I still haven't. That, well, you're about to, Chris. That. You're about yeah. to. I know I'm about yeah. to. Um, but am I though? What have I downloaded that's 60 FPS? Uh, Battlefield Five, the problem. Yeah, I mean, you, you'll learn this in particular because you've you've got a Series X, um, but there's frame boost on Series X, which basically takes old games that are 30 FPS and, and does it on the front end, like yeah. actually boosts them up to 60 FPS, which is amazing. Like it works really, really well. Right. Like you play games like Fallout and Skyrim, and they've all just been boosted, oh. and it's great. And you won't even realize the problem with that is in six months' time when a game does come out that is 30 FPS, you're going to look at it and be like, oh, this looks awful. Right. Like, why, why does it look so terrible? It's oh my like God, a, it feels like a slideshow. Yeah, I can't move. Yeah. What's going on? Or like, And yeah. it's hard. It's hard to go back. It really is. Yeah. And we're, we're going to hit this point where, like as like I was groaning about it before, we're going to hit this point where it is just next-gen only games coming out and they're going to be pushing these hardware to the point that, okay, only 30 FPS games are coming out now and we're going to have to like readjust to 30 FPS again. Because we're never going to, like, you know, because the only reason why all the games are 60 FPS is because they were from last gen and uh, boosting them for the next gen sort of thing. And that's why we get to play them at 60 FPS. Yeah. But very seldom are we going to play <clears throat> next gen only 60 FPS games. That's just not how it's going to work. But Do you reckon? Yeah, hmm. I think so. I think the baseline will go back to 30. That'll be interesting to see. I hope you're wrong. 
for obvious reasons. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, people, people love 60 FPS. I, I get it. But at the same time, like I, I got really used to 30 FPS in the last gen and I was very happy for it. I was fine. Yeah, I was totally used to it. It, it. Like there was no problems I had with 30 FPS, like playing all those, you know, getting my, you know, late, later on in the consoles, getting PS4 Pro and playing stuff. I have no problems at all. So it's going to be an interesting transition to see how how good it is. I'm, I'm sure... I'm not sure what frame rate solitaire conspiracy is, but I'm sure not it's really that high. sort of game kind of, where you probably yeah. notice how quickly the cards move from one point to another. Do you know what FPS your game is? Like the one that you're making? Uh, yeah, I've had a look at the at the frame rate, and it's it's like smoking. It's super fast. It's like hundreds <laughs> hundreds of frames. Yeah, yeah. Really, I think mine's really at like two hundred and fifty FPS or something at the moment. It's like yeah. all right. I, I can push this. It's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, mine's absolutely ridiculous. I'm like, oh, okay. And because uh, I am trying to make it, you know, um, I'm trying to optimize as I'm going. Like, mm. make I'm designing it from an optimized point of view. That's why I did a 2D game in the first place. Right. Um, but I've not cranked any of the textures yet. So they're still not in like 8K or anything, but I'm still using like 4K textures and it's still cranking it through. But I've got a decent PC. So yeah. we'll wait and see. Yeah. But yeah, it's not finished it's not done it could change later on when you yeah but yeah sure it's a problem for another time um, yeah I, in general though i think all of this is just good news all around uh, yeah more gamers means good things it means more money coming into the industry it means that more playstation games are going to get green lit because they're yeah. great games so like we're, like this is I, I i just do not see this as a bad thing i, I can't yeah it's just I the people that people are in that are. situation if you ask them in general uh, should more games be cross-platform? They would, you know, most people would say yes. So it's I just one so of those. Uh, it's a very, very vocal sort of um, minority, as always. Are these the same people that are moaning about um, the new um, GTA trilogy remaster? I think so. It's gonna be. It's the same people. I think it's gonna be. So yeah, we should probably move on to that. We so can move on to that. So yes, yeah. the, uh, there's been an, an announcement trailer for the um, Grand Theft Auto Remastered trilogy. So you get GTA, Vice City, San Andreas, and GTA Three. Is it? Yes. So it's the uh, three PlayStation Two games. Yeah, and so they've been remastered, and I think they've done a good job. I think it looks great. I think it looks exactly like I'd imagine a PS Two generation game looking like that's been remastered. Yeah. And people are either so this is the thing. So you got some people that are like, yay, this has happened, it's great, well done. And then you got some people that are like, Oh, I can't believe you're happy about this. They should just drop um GTA seven. Or is it seven? The next yeah. one? Yeah. Just drop uh, six. six. Sorry, yeah, next one six. Drop yeah. drop GTA six, like they're wasting their time. I can't believe you're liking this. So yeah, like that, it's actually made by the same studio and all that. There's that argument going on. And then there's the people that are like, oh, this looks terrible. I'm never going to play this. And I think they're the kids that never had that pre, you know, post PS2 era. Right. That's what I'm thinking. Um, they're going, oh, this looks terrible. How do you expect anyone to get involved in this sort of game? Look, it's all blocky and janky and this is a remaster. <laughs> I'm not paying. I'm not paying. Or is it? I think it's gonna be fifty, sixty dollars on release. Yeah, it's gonna be a full price game. Full price game. Uh, get three, three games. Get yep. three video games, and then you get the other people that are arguing against that, saying, "But it's on Games Pass for free, so you know you're getting yeah. a hell of a lot of game time for free." Yeah, I mean the the interesting thing about that in particular is the the fact that I think GTA Three, yeah, GTA Three is going on to uh, PlayStation now, and then. Uh, Ah. GTA San Andreas is going on to um, Game Pass. Right. And then it's Vice City is the one that you have to buy. Or, or it might be going to another service, I'm not sure. Like it might be like free on PC somewhere. Separate but, to the trilogy. But the trilogy's released yeah. the three of them in one though, isn't it? No, I don't think it is. That's oh. the interesting thing about it. I think it's like the, oh. all three of them are split. But like you oh. can buy them as a bundle almost. I'm not sure oh. like if there are individual prices or how much they are or whatever. But it's, right. it's, it's interesting that they sort of split the difference for the... Um, I've like heard, which service was going to get what sort of thing. I've heard that they've taken out um, the un. They've taken off the un. Uh, you can't buy the originals now. Right. They've taken them off stores. 
that that is a legitimate gripe to me. Yeah. Like I, I I get that side of the argument. I mean, I don't really care. Like I'm I'm not a GTA fan personally. So like for this game itself, like I'm not I'm not too bothered about it directly. But like the the ethics of removing like the old version of the game and then only putting the new version on is so weird. Like I'd be curious to see like when this game comes out, is there an option to switch back to the old graphics? Because if there is, then Cool, no problem with removing the old ones. That's fine. Yeah, but the like Both it's not for games preservation almost. Like I know that argument is like sort of a buzzword these days, mm. but it's yeah, it 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 does. So unless you've got original copy kicking around, an original console yeah. kicking around, then you kind of stuff for that. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. I I get that. You should you shouldn't. It's basically forcing people into a corner to spend more money, isn't it? Uh, there's that too yeah the whole like removing it which i think for the whole trilogy it was relatively cheap i think you probably get it for like 15 pounds or something for all three of them yeah and they've sort of removed that option and only put forward like okay now you have to spend 60 to do all that sort of stuff which is i mean there's ethics around that as well but you know it's the market this is this is how companies make money like they've it's not like they've half-assed this like as we've sort of like seen like the game looks great you know it looks it looks fantastic. I, I think they did as good as they could. Yeah, with it, I think so. I think they did. They did fine. I think it's one of those things where they could have maybe done a bit more. Some people are complaining. They're getting specific sure. screenshots and they're going, "Oh, look at this! This all warped. You know, this this texture is not in the right place. They could have moved these verts over here and made it, the head less wobbly." And mm. it's like, yeah, I think it's diminishing returns. Though I think right with with. You've, it's always a fine line when you've when you're coming up to a a, re, a remaster where it's like you got some things are going to be janky and you can't get around it so you've got to make sure that jank is blended in with the right amount of other jank so that the jankiness is kind of compressed consistent. and so there's not many peaks and valleys <laughs> so it's kind of like a consistent amount of jank because then you can because then your brain can get lost in it it's fine it's just when you have you know when you have like reflections in puddles and ray tracing and and perfect shadows and uh you know volumetric light and then suddenly someone's head looks like they're fallen off it's just like it it breaks the immersion so i think right. you need to fine tune the jank especially with people character models and what people look like because yeah you can't um... yeah, i mean I've, I've seen i've seen the argument that the uh, characters look like they're from pixar movies from like early pixar movies and stuff it's like yeah like, i get it but uh, they you know that's why they have to work with they can't just go in and remake every single one of the characters to look modern like it would just it would take way too much time and at that point you're yeah. just making a you're doing a you're remake just doing a remake doing a yeah. remaster yeah which you've got to be you've, you've got to balance the time i mean at the end of the day like these are three massive games. Like yeah. And I'm, I'm like literally massive. Like they're, they're hundreds of hours. They span whole cities. There's only so much they can sort of tweak and fine tune in a reasonable amount of time, mm. especially for a package which is, in my opinion, I think it's worth it. I think it's worth the sixty to yeah. like. I think it's worth the full price game for all three of these. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, the amount of work that they've done to it. So yeah. My worry when we first heard about like the rumors of this, I thought, ah, are they just gonna throw in rtx over the top of it and, and call it a remaster like that was the worry yeah but they've they've sort of gone above and beyond like retouching the textures and, and making everything 60 fps looks all consistent across all three games there's yeah. a lot of work done on this this isn't an overnight thing to um, make that to alone, argue that they could look consistent more. over the three games that right. is that takes a lot of man hours because you've got to be comparing against three different video games let alone right. what's in you know think about how big those games are yet yeah, in today's world they're not as big but yeah if you're going to pay the team to go in and get you know that amount of hours of gameplay because you still got to test it all right so yeah it's a big big long game yeah so yeah no, people, i think this is cool i yeah. think it's it's great um people don't uh, know when they got but... a good thing this is a good thing and <laughs> they need to deal with it <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but they'll complain about it and then they'll all buy it anyway because that's, yeah, that's what they do. That's true. And then we'll talk about it and then people will watch right. us talking about it. Then we'll talk about, about how good the sales were. And then we're like, yeah, this is this what happened. But yeah, it actually reminds me of another um, sort of sub story that came up uh, a couple of days ago. But the um, we, we were complaining about like um, Switch Online stuff, like the Switch Online expansion pack and how much more expensive it is. And like 
it's probably a bit too much almost. Yeah. Especially the controllers that cost like $50 each. Uh, those controllers sold out everywhere. Worldwide. Gone. That's $50 each. Not already serious. on eBay for 120 Oh, no. Um, for resale. Yep. Scalpers are already at it. Oh. Um, this is this is this is a great example. Like everyone was complaining about that service. They were, everyone was complaining about the how too expensive the controllers were, rightfully so. Um, yeah, they all went out and bought it. So laugh into this the is bank. Nintendo just yeah. laugh into the bank. Oh, we should have made exactly more. like you prove their point just over and over and over yeah. again. And it's like this, yeah, is, this is what is... you want. Yeah. Right. You don't like it, but this is what you want. <laughs> like, yeah. They might as well just like, come out and say that. <laughs> they might as well. They don't need right. to. They don't need to spend any effort, energy, or, or money trying to make things look better than it is. They can be totally honest and just be like, "We're going to do this. You're going to buy it. We know you're going to buy it. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> Good luck trying to get hold of it because we're only going to make X amount because right. that way we make the most profit." And this, 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 this is Nintendo in a nutshell. Like yeah. they're, they're geniuses when it comes to this sort of stuff. Like the 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 false like limitation of everything, like making everything special, like just sells everything out. It's like, it's, it's great. Like they're, they're really clever at doing this uh, as much as like, I ethically think it's wrong, mm. you know, from a business standpoint, capitalism and all that sort of stuff. They're yeah. Geniuses. Like you can't, you can't knock them. You yeah. Know? I mean, I'd, I'd probably brilliant. gone for it if it's 20 quid. I'd probably gone for it. Mm. But just kind of. I think. Oh, the uh, Switch the, Online expansion pack. Yeah. Yeah. The Switch Online expansion pack and the, um, if a controller was twenty dollars instead of like fifty, yeah. I mean, I would argue just go out and buy um, instead of buying the online service. Just buy an just emulator. Buy the, no, buy the classic consoles oh, like the well, little mini ones. Oh yeah, the mini. They're great. Mini N64. They're great. Yeah, yeah. The 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 NES mini and the Super Nintendo mini are just amazing. Like yeah. they they really got me hooked on that scene. Like I've got the NES, the SNES, the Genesis, and the PlayStation One classic editions, mm. and they're. They're incredible. Like, I, I love them. Like, I think they're the best things. Like, we should do this for every single console up to, like, the PS2, in my opinion. Yeah. It just, I think it's the best way to preserve these sort of games culturally anyway. It's just, like, the whole, like, okay, like we're releasing up. these things. Yeah. 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 Like, $100. Like, if you're into this, if you grew up with this console, like, you will buy it specifically. Like, if they came out of the Sega Saturn Mini, oh, my God. Like, that would be <laughs> Christmas as a birthday. It's all rolled into one. But they're never going to do it because that console tanked. Well, yeah, or like a, you know, I'd like a Dreamcast one. That'd be cool. Yeah, some cool games on that. Exactly. Yeah. Right. How cool would that be? Well, Mario Kart Double Dash. Yeah, I haven't played that in ages. That was awesome. I think I think that would be the better way to spend the money, especially with like a if you get an SNES or a Genesis Mini or a Mega Drive Mini or whatever you want to call them. Um, they they come with two controllers. You know, wired. But who cares? Really, you know. It's better than 50 or 150 off eBay if you can get one. I've got a small house, you know, I can live a wise. Like, I'm not sat a million miles away from the from the TV. So. I think mo most people aren't, you know, that's yeah. the thing. And they do have, like, you know, expansion cables. You know, you can just, like, extend stuff. Like, it's not the end of the world. But, yeah, wild. So, yeah, those are the two main news points. Yeah. We got it's through better. that quite it's quick, actually, didn't we? <laughs> Yeah, I mean we're on almost at fifty minutes. Oh, okay. Uh, but yeah, see what else happens. Uh, I, I really, it's, it's been quite a slow week. I know we've got um, we've obviously got the Sony conference coming up. Sony conference uh, next yep. Wednesday. That's the other. I won't really call it news because we haven't heard anything about it yet. Um, they were pretty specific about that. Like they want to sort of temper expectations. Like it's third party only. I think it is. Right. Which means like uh, your EAs and Ubisofts and you know your third party partners. I'm not sure if that includes stuff like Bluepoint Games because that would technically be first party now. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, yeah, temporary expectation stuff. So that it's not going to be. Yeah. Yeah. It's not going to be. And it's only it's only 20 minutes as well. I think so. Okay. It's difficult to even keep track of like who is third party anymore because like they're all getting bought. Up. They're all getting bought. <laughs> so up. It's kind of yeah yeah. Yeah, we so don't know. So it's a really, it's a really limited space these days. Like the whole, especially third party for PlayStation would be either Ubisoft or EA. I think they're the only two that are really remaining. Like the big boys, like obviously Warner Brothers and Square Enix. Um, could be Final Fantasy 16. They might be showing some more of that. 
we'll see. So it could get some Call of Duty Vanguard Battlefield 2042, although we've seen a lot of Battlefield 2042. Final Fantasy 14, potentially. Yeah. Um, so, but we're definitely not going to get Gran Turismo 7, definitely not going to get God of War, Ragnarok, definitely not going to get Horizon. Yeah, um, all rest. So, yeah. yeah. It, wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise, actually, like, it wouldn't surprise me if, um, I've, I've got no idea, like, they don't tell us this, but it wouldn't surprise me if Rainbow Six uh, didn't show up. Didn't show up. It did show it up. It did show no. up. Yeah, I, I, I'd like to see some more extraction. Um, that's one where... Yeah, I think they need a market and push on that game because, like, I, I it was really so. mismarketed at E3, so... I think that that looks that's shaping up to look like a really cool game. Really intrigued by it. Um, so yeah, I might check out um, Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Siege because that's on Game Pass, isn't it? So that is on Game Pass as well. Might check that out to get me uh, ready for Extraction. So yeah, because I know there's this really cool artist has been doing some work on it. So we'll see. Yeah, I heard they're all. Uh, yeah, I've heard like the concept artists in particular are just really awful. Like people. <laughs> I've heard he's great. <laughs> I know that guy, man. Yeah, he's all right. <laughs> so yeah, no, it was it was like I was I was preparing all my images, like um, well potential images, like I was creating a list of like what could be released not too long ago. Oh, just going through all the concepts, just like Jesus, like there was a lot of work done on this. So it's kind of you know it's been it's been interesting, but I think it's probably going to pan out at around like fifteen to twenty five sort of concepts which we're going to be able to release which is pretty cool and can you i don't know if you can say how long you've been working on it yeah i've been i've been on it for a year and a half a year and so, a half okay yeah and there was obviously like a whole range of concept artists on it before me as well so okay but quite a big concept art team actually probably the biggest i've worked with and it's like five of us consistently wow okay people switching in now but yeah. interesting um that's interesting that that concept artists can be working so soon up to like the release of a game to me i'm thinking like because i don't you know i haven't don't know that side of the industry very well you think that's it's like really fine for production yeah. yeah a lot of people think that a lot of people think oh, okay concept artists like in pre-production and then as soon as the game starts getting made like, like concept artists go somewhere else yeah but it's not like that it's not the case anymore yeah it's not like that anymore wow. because like the way the way that we design stuff now especially levels and things like that where you design the game in gray boxes pretty much to to get proper line of sight if it's fun like you test everything out and then you light the gray boxes so it's like okay it's in the dark like it's all working if it's working and with all the shapes that you put in then you get concept artists to paint over the top of that to sort of say okay now this is how you're going to make it look pretty this is how it's going to look because like the level's been designed so like you've really got to focus in on that but yeah so what that means basically from a layman's perspective is that you're working on the game all the way through production like whenever something like if they need to tweak anything or like if there's a new grenade design or something that comes about like you need to sort you know work on that on the fly as much as you can mm. yeah there's a there's other stuff as well like post release stuff you know you can be working on that or like yeah. if there's another project in the works or whatever like it's just there's a lot of like reasons why you could be stuck on one project all the way up until release but it's a lot more common these days because you did some work with um uh watchdogs legion you did some of the uh yep. key art stuff for that, for that later on didn't you yeah i did key art for, it was legion was weird because like finished production we didn't finish production but while i was on production i was working on the base game and then i switched over to like stuff once the game was almost green lit um sort of gone gold then i started working on stuff which would become uh like post-release dlc stuff like the season pass stuff, you work on that for a little bit. And then I also worked on the key art stuff for the actual release of the base game. So I worked on a few different factors of that. So mm. it's sort of strange to try and explain that. It's like people that aren't in the industry, I guess, but it's, yeah. it's not like cynical or anything like that. It's like, oh, they're just they're thinking about DLC stuff. It's like, you've got to. You've got to, start, <laughs> you got to think about DLC, yeah, while you're making the game, for you've sure. You've just got to. Yeah. There's no, there's no way. Because it... Back in the day, the way that it worked was back in the good old days, as the PC market would say, um, the way games used to be made was that they used to make a game and then wait six months and be like, oh, wow, this game's selling really well. We should make an expansion pack. 
and then they start working on an expansion and they release that two years later. Mm. That is not how um, retention works in 2021. It's just not like that. This is the reality of it. Like we've got to work on this stuff before it's released. Um, and not just at Ubisoft, not to, not any third party, like every single company does this. Like Ghost of Shima, do you seriously think that Iki Island wasn't being worked on before that game was released? Yeah. You're crazy if you think that they weren't. Like you're actually crazy. Like that is not. <laughs> All right, that is not how calm it down. Gosh. Right. Yeah. But oh, there's yeah. a lot of people that think like that. They, yeah, yeah, they're yeah. still in that mindset of yeah. like, oh, okay, or oh, how? Like they're they're planning, they're scheming to make more money before the game comes out. It's like, well, yeah, that's that's exactly what they're doing. Like yeah. they're a business. They're like, a what do you think was going to happen? Making money for profit. Yeah. What, what do you think is no. going to happen? Yeah. Yeah. No. It's interesting. It's not like yeah, they're not like uh, just artists that are just waiting around to see if uh, people like it or not and then wait to make their next move. People, yeah, they need to make sure that assets of the company are working on the most profitable things all year round all the time. So, Yeah, especially if the game is successful. That's the main thing, because if the game does do well and it takes off and it explodes and it's suddenly like, okay, we're dropping this this new section of the game for you. And people are like, oh, shit, this is awesome, mm. sort of thing. And then they, they carry on playing and they love it and they enjoy it. Even more stuff comes and they're just... Yeah. The snowball effect happens where they're just like, oh, cool. This game is really active. Like, they'll say that a lot. Yeah. Like, oh, the game's dead. Like, you'll hear that a lot as yeah. well from gamers when there isn't enough content coming. And the reason is, is because they weren't expecting the game to be successful. And now they're sort of like playing catch up. Yeah. Um, so they've got to prepare for that just in case because if it does take off, then they need to be ready for it. With some stuff you to just, hit the ground. You never know. Yeah, hit the ground running. Because the opposite it happens all the time. The opposite happens all the time. They make stuff. Um, ready for post-release, the game absolutely tanks, and then they cancel it because they're just like, yeah, the game's not really doing well. We might as well just not like spend the money on the R and D or the like the Q and A to polish this stuff up. Just scrap it. Like, don't don't include it. Do something we'll else. Just move off onto the next project. Yeah. Happens all the time, all the time. And the bigger the company, I suppose, the e the, the more cost-effective it is to do that. When you've got multiple mm-hmm. plates spinning, you can drop a plate and get those people onto another plate because. Exactly. Yeah. So that's yeah. interesting. But I get, but and then you know, that's what that's what gives the people what they want the most, the most efficiently, doesn't it? Because that means that yeah. the stuff that people enjoy is successful. The pe- stuff that people don't enjoy isn't successful. Yeah. So case in point, you know, uh, Splinter Cell. People didn't enjoy that because they didn't. They progressively bought less and less copies of each version of the game until. It wasn't as cost-effective as other games. Yeah, it's it's funny. I saw I saw a tweet the other day. I might have, uh, might have sent it to you at some point, but there was a games journalist that was working at IGN, or like they might have left IGN or something. But they were saying, um, "I I hope that Ubisoft don't do with Splinter Cell what they've done with Assassin's Creed." And someone replied to them saying, "What be ultra successful and, and be like sell a load of copies yeah. sort of thing." It's like, yes, yeah. thank you. Like you don't finally. want it to be successful? What? What do you mean? Right. Yeah. It's like, and as much as people complain about all this sort of stuff, it's so like, yeah, at the end of the day, these are companies. They are trying to make money. That's why I don't like I I groan at like Nintendo fans like more than I groan at Nintendo themselves because Nintendo are geniuses, like the way that they market stuff and they're selling stuff and they're like, like the like evil the villain are. that no one can see. They just look like yeah. yeah. Like they've fantastic. They've got like the mask on. They've got the stripy jumper. They've got the swag bag, but everyone just thinks they look like Mario, <laughs> basically. Right. Yeah. And it's all it's all happy, fun, fun times and games and stuff. And it's just like no, they're still they're selling you micro microtransactions. They're selling you DLC. Mm. You're eating this stuff up. And you don't even realize it. It's just the other companies and just not as good at the market inside of that. But they're all doing the same stuff. But it's it's very strange how people have these weird sort of mindsets towards certain companies, even though they're, they're doing very, very similar things. Mm. And the practices are the same. Like, yeah, it's it's crazy. Like, The Last of Us Part 1 is this world-revered game, yet, you know, it has pay-to-win elements in its online stuff. But no one, no one, no one minds. But if other companies did it, then it'll be the end of the world. That's a good point. Very yeah. strange. Yeah. That's interesting. And then Last of Us 2 is a whole other... Bucket of worms. Yeah. Great game, terrible story. Yeah. That's that's how I sort of land on it. But yeah. I mean I don't know. I mean the 
the gameplay could probably be seen as as bad. It's just the story sort of carries Last of Us Part One, and when the story collapsed from Part Two, it's just like the whole thing was just like uh, it's a bit of a drag. We well, never for me it never got never really got going the story. I mean, I, I say that I still I would compare. Yeah, I still compare going to get into the last of us two now it was weirdly <laughs> compelling like i felt compelled to play the game it's just my enjoyment was mixed the whole way through like I enjoyed it was it. an enjoyable experience that's why yeah it's pretty weird it was an experience but it wasn't enjoyable like yeah. it just wasn't ever fun like me and rage against this like conversation all the time because is yeah, it, we're still angry about like is game. it like a horror movie of <laughs> of video games where it's like it's scary but you enjoy it like you love to hate it yeah i guess or, it is kind of but then there's yeah. the whole element of expectation there there was expectation we don't really get it as much in a horror film of i right. think this is going to be great i think it's going to be last of us one done again yeah i think i think the problem the ultimate problem which i had with the last of us part two is there was no redemption at the end it was just, there was no redeeming factor to the story. Like they were having all these horrible things happen only to end it on a horrible thing. Like yeah. it just didn't, like it never really, like the spoiler alert, I guess, like if you haven't played The Last of Us Part Two, but like the whole aspect of um, the the conflict of Abby and Ellie coming to an, an end when Ellie sort of like realizes that, okay, like I shouldn't be doing this mm. or whatever. And they both go their separate ways or whatever. Like that mm. is not, a good enough redemption in my opinion like yeah. it, a lot of people would argue that abby did deserve to die or like uh, people would argue that they both deserve to die and they probably will in the next game like without yeah. a doubt like eh, like one of them's probably going to sacrifice themselves for the other and oh, they're both going to die for the for the good of man uh, for the obvious reason of ellie and yeah. her condition um i i can see which direction they're going in yeah and i think the next game will be all fluffy and happy until you get to the end when everyone like dies happy sort of thing mm. but it's just i i i I'm not into video games for that reason. Like, this isn't... Yeah, if this was a movie, it would have been trash in the box office, in my opinion. Uh, yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think most games would. For me, I don't for, think stories are great games. For me, it came, what you can boil it down to, to its core element, is that the characters didn't act in any way that made any logical sense. <laughs> yeah. Like, they made decisions purely based on making an making a great video game but they didn't mm. make decisions based on the reality of their world whereas the last of us one i th i think that's the only that's the one thing that they yeah. completely nailed and it was almost like that one element was the reversal so what they got what they nailed in last of us one apart from everything else in last of us one was that the characters made decisions based on their where they were in their story arc and their environment and in the last yeah. of us two it was the opposite of that. The characters were behaving in a way which didn't make sense to their environment and they were constantly um, behaving in a way which wasn't true to their own character. Yeah. Uh, I mean, what, the, what me and Rach always come down to, like on that point, is uh, like the players, the characters make decisions based on what the player knows, not what themselves know. Yeah. Which is a weird dynamic in a game. It's like, okay, Ellie is making this decision about breaking out of this cycle of violence based on what the player has learned about Abby and, and, and seeing that side of it. Like Ellie yeah. doesn't know half of the stuff about yeah, Abby. Ellie doesn't know. Does. Exactly. Yeah. She's making decisions yeah. based on it. And, like I didn't know why Ellie cut Abby down in the first place. Like why was she right. hunting her down? And then just because she was on a crucifix, like on a crucifix that she cut her down and then changed her mind again, like for no, for no, like, I don't know why, like there's that, Ludonarrative yeah, the, dissonance. The last, the last sort of uh, section of the game where where it goes to um, yeah. the uh, west coast. Yeah, like that part is just like that whole section of the game is just insult to injury. Yeah, yeah, it's just like okay, you've like if it ended at the farm with like Ellie like getting on with a life with this baby and yeah. dinner and so 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 stuff, so, so. that would have been like okay, like I get it now. That's that's fine. Yeah, I it understand. made logical sense. For the yeah, character that was a, that was a good close. Yeah, like that made sense. Yeah. And then when they tried to restart the story again, in this whole section, it was like this is where the game ultimately fails, in my opinion. It's yeah. Just you're basically trying to you're trying to put a band aid on a band aid at that point. Yeah. Or you're 
all you're doing is making another cut. Like you're trying to, yeah, you're trying to make a band-aid out of glass at that point. And you introduce, <laughs> no, I, whole, I, I don't even know. introduce enemies in the last quarter of the game that, that doesn't fit in with the rest of the story and expect. I could pick that. I, I, I honestly could pick this game part. Like it's been living in my head rent-free for the past year and a half, pretty much since it came out. Yeah. And it's uh, and I've only played it once, but I still yeah I still just think about it yeah like it's definitely how... had the most effect out of any other video game I've ever played for sure like it's had yeah the and, most... and people people yeah. would argue that that is the point of the game and that's why it's good is because yeah. it's making me think it's making me have these conversations no I was just I was so immensely disappointed with that game that it's affected me this much to the point that I'm just like I can't let it go it's like it should I. I expected better, like in terms yeah. of I don't know. It's just like premium products, all that sort of stuff. Like, don't, who cares? All yeah. that, talk about video games. All and that we're, sort of stuff. you know, officially we're wrong because they've won loads of awards. It's the most like awarded video game of all time. So yeah. we're really wrong somehow. But I don't. I don't know yeah. how. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was I was looking at the uh, like the previous awards, and I, I keep getting I keep coming back around to this whole uh, best. Um, director. Direction. Yeah. And I saw a tweet on this, like, oh, who do you think should win uh, best game direction this year? And I was thinking, I was like, how the hell do they even assess them? Mm. Like, because last year, The Last of Us Part Two won best game direction. Yeah. They had all these um, weird sort of reports coming out about how they were like forcing their developers to crunch and like they were overworked and all this sort of stuff. And, and people, people have been leaving, leaving the company or yeah, they've been leaving that studio on mass. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, how can you say that game has got the best direction? You know, sort of thing. I, it's always it's a strange conversation around that award in particular, but yeah. Very weird. Games industry is a weird place, man. It's, it's very odd. strange. Yeah. Yeah. It's very odd. You know, you could say the same about film. It happens in films as well. Absolutely. Without yeah. a doubt. Like yeah. why things win, you know. It's more about the expectation of the masses to an extent. Yeah, like best game direction is basically we also like this game too, but it didn't win game of the game of the year. Didn't win a game that's of the year. normally yeah. That's normally how Run it is goes. That. Yeah. Right. Or if the game is really good and it was really good at game of the year, then then we'll give it best direction too. So I think like Breath of the Wild did. But yeah, it's it's fascinating. Yeah. Well, they have that with films as well, don't they? It's just true. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we got onto a Last of Us 2 rant. <laughs> yeah, we did. We always do. Anyway, yeah, we should probably wrap this thing up before we, yeah. before we get into something else. But yeah. Uh, yeah, thank you very much for joining us. Um, I think Sam Webster just rocked up oh, hey, in the last five minutes, which oh, is... Literally a minute ago, yeah. Yeah. Well, Sam, we're you're too late. We're going to so... stop talking. Yeah. yeah. Well, go back Appreciate to you joining us. Though. Yeah. Yeah, you can just scrub backwards, right? Okay. Yeah, scrub backwards. We'll, and then start, we'll see yeah. you later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, if you did uh, enjoy this episode, then please like and subscribe. Um, yeah, tell a friend, all that good stuff. You can find us on Anchor as well when Chris does get around to actually doing the audio for the episodes. Um, Sorry. Normally a week late. <laughs> Sorry. I've been busy. Sorry. If, yeah, you can if, find us you know, on uh, Google Podcast. If anyone were to tweet me, I would do it that day. For would you? Sure. Everyone, please tweet at Chris. Tell yeah. him, get on it, Chris. Otherwise, we'll yeah. cancel you or something. Yes. Whatever at Acrylic Pixel, tweet me when you want to hear the audio version. Like, I've been waiting a whole week. The audio version is still not out. Come on. Yeah, God damn it, Chris. Get on it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we we are like almost at 100 subscribers now. We do really appreciate the uh, support. So please um, keep liking and commenting. Uh, let us know like what you think about the sort of God of War PC stuff. Like, is it a problem? There's rumors flying around that Bloodborne is coming to PC as well. So this is not going to stop anytime soon. Yes, it's going to so. start off something beautiful. <laughs> in multiple ways but uh, yeah Chris uh, you just mentioned where people can find you but is there any other places uh, yeah I've also got a YouTube channel uh, Acrylic Pixel as well where I do some videos about my indie game that I'm making oh, I don't know about that is it popular? it really is not <laughs> I'm not to be honest no I say that I've been getting my sub count has been just like slowly increasing and increasing every week I get like one or two new subs of people that I don't know and they don't seem to be in the industry. And I'm just like, oh, that must just be, they must have liked something. Someone else interested. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Where where can we find you? Uh, Yeah, you can find me on uh, ArtStation. I am at VinHillArt on that. Um, You can also find me on Twitter. I'm at Hill4Games. I'm also, like as mentioned earlier, I'm 
I'm going to be working on, well, I am working on my indie game quite a lot recently. So should have some updates pretty soon, including hopefully we've got Sam in the chat. Like hopefully we'll do an episode yep. with him. And so we'll do a roundup on all three of us, maybe do like a once a month sort of check-in. Uh, let us know if you are interested in that and we're going to sort of um, show off our projects and sort of show like the progress that we're making, what we're planning to do the next month, just yeah. to keep us accountable, keep the ball rolling on its whole thing so it doesn't fade and pitter out. But if you are interested in that, then please let us know. Yes. But other than that, yeah, you can, you can subscribe to the channel, like we said, and um, tune in next week where we will be live every Sunday as we usually are. If we're not, then we'll let you know beforehand on Twitter, usually on one of our Twitter accounts. You'll find us. Usually a few hours prior. A few hours prior. (laughs) My birthday was an exception though. Yeah, we didn't have any notice with that one. Yeah, yeah. Good not. Apologize. It's all good. Anyway, until next time. (laughs) Catch you later. See ya. Bye-bye.